0: Welcome to a special episode of Wolf Disney. Um, I'm Sarah. And I'm Natalie. And this week we are, uh, we have some special guests. We have the Van Marter Stimson Walshes joining us. um, And they are Disneyland experts. So we have been making our way through the Disney movies and um, July 17th, 1955 is when Disneyland opens and that is right after it's actually like a month after the um, premiere of Lady and the Tramp. So Walt Disney was very busy for a couple months there. Um, but then he got real lazy after that. Um, so we're going to let the our guests introduce themselves. Wait, Natalie. do you want to say why these people are on it for Disneyland? Yeah, so these people have never been to Disneyland. They've never heard of it ever in their lives, um, except that they are experts in our family and It seems like every time we check social media, they are at Disneyland again or or in Cabo. Their life is a lot more exciting than the wolves who go to Ohio and and try out the beach to see if we like it. So uh, so we've asked them to be our resident experts since Natalie and I have no experience with Disneyland. Um, So we're going to have them introduce themselves. Rachel thinks she is prepared for the icebreaker, but she is not. Um, <laughs> so as you introduce yourself, we're going to see if you can spell your name using um, Disneyland attractions. So every letter of your name, any yours should be the easiest. You only have three letters. It's two vowels though. Okay. I don't, I, Yeah. Uh, just, just, our, just our first name, or? Uh, oh, just your first name. <laughs> We're to keep this under two hours. <laughs> um, so yeah, so go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, I don't know what order you want to go in. Probably whoever can
1: do it first. Rachel's got her hand raised. I'm going to go first so I can steal all the good rides. <laughs> go for it. This might be a disaster. Okay, um, so my name is Rachel. Can I get help from the, from the group? Is that allowed?
2: I thought you were an expert.
1: (laughs) Apparently not as much of an expert as I thought. Okay, R, I want to say Riverboat, but the full name is Mark Twain's Riverboat. I don't know, can we count it? Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Um, a, Autopia, which is where the kids get to drive the cars. It's in Tomorrowland. Um, so it's like futurist in the future, children will get to drive, is basically what that ride's about. Um, C, uh, anybody got one for C? So, like a Captain Hook themed thing? Castle? castle? Yeah, the castle. Sure, Sleeping Beauty's (laughs) castle, that works. H, Haunted Mansion, done. E, um, Luke's looking it up. I just saw his phone, he's cheating. I absolutely. Main Street Electrical Parade, that's perfect. Yes, the Main Street (laughs) Electrical Parade. And L, um, l Lilo and Stitch. No, unfortunately, there. There
3: is no L attraction. That's what I was uh, looking at Wikipedia <gasps> oh, no. for. There is
1: no L attraction. No,
2: but there is a. I mean, layer on Tom Sawyer Island. There is Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters.
1: You could buzz. do Lightyear, comma Buzz, <laughs> Lightyear, comma Buzz Astro Blasters. <laughs> Next. Dang. Great job. Thank you so much. Raise your hand if you want to go next. I'll go next. I'm Jerry. My first
4: trip to Disneyland was in 1958. Um, And my name, there are no J attractions, right? Jungle Jungle Cruise, Cruise, you fool. Jungle Cruise, of course.
2: I've been to Disneyland forever and I don't remember any of the rides.
4: And that was one of the original rides too. Um, E. There's not much. There is not much to choose from. You well, can edit The It right? goes over, over Europe. I don't know. But Soaring over Europe. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> R, uh, Radiator Springs. Nice. Uh, the other R, uh, The Rainforest Cafe on Main Street.
3: It's not on Main Street. It's in downtown Disney. Downtown Disney. And why? Why?
1: Yo ho, yo ho, a uh, pirates oh, of the Caribbean.
4: Light. Well, that's close. <laughs> yeah, really, really stressful to
5: do. Well, I'll get it over with, but I. <laughs> You're gonna have to help me. So, E, can I re say electric light band? Uh, hooray, hooray, that one. <laughs> v, I have no idea what would be a V right anybody
3: there's vineyards over in california adventure
5: so be the vineyards because that's my favorite part
2: what about finding Nemo submarine voyage
5: or that one sure <laughs> <laughs> take that and a is for animal. is there something with animals let's see oh artopia rachel said i can do that autopia oh, Auto Like uh, right. auto.
1: Auto zone.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that's me. And I I must confess that I am the only one in this group who's not a big fan of Disneyland.
3: <laughs> he tolerates it at best. Yes. If you want
4: counterpoint, just ask Eva to comment.
5: Right. We have some questions
0: for you, and Eva. We're prepared.
3: Oh, excellent.
0: <laughs> good.
5: I figured you would. <laughs>
0: Good job though, good
3: job. All right, I'll go. Uh, so I'm Luke, uh, this is gonna be kind of a cheat. L, great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Uh, no use. so I don't know what to do about that. Uh, K, King Arthur's Carousel. And E, uh, it's trouble with having so many E's right off the front and like no E rides. Uh, Yeah. Well,
4: Dumbo's an elephant.
3: Does it count? Sure. Peanut Gallery? Yeah. Elephant, comma, Dumbo.
2: Are we getting points for this? I don't know. Okay. And I'm Brennan, so the first one will go with Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because it's a roller coaster and those are the best rides. Good choice. Good choice.
0: Technically, that can be two letters, right? B R
2: yeah there we go yeah but i sort of want to throw in roger rabbit's cartoon spin just (laughs) just because that's a great movie Mm -hmm. um uh... and uh it took me three times to get to this ride but it was uh, a real blast when we did it and for e walt disney's enchanted Tiki Room. Oh, oh what, a, what a good call. <laughs> Perfect ride. Um, and then I have three N's in my name and there's not a single ride that starts with N.
1: But he could tell you three Disney characters that start with the letter N. Sure. Wow. We'll allow that.
2: Okay, okay. Uh,
1: now we have to remember what they are.
2: Nemo. Uh, Nala, um, and um, what's Nala's mom's name? Sir, no. No, Sarabi. it's Sarabi, that's no, an that's, S, that's an S. Isn't S. Naveen,
3: the prince from Princess and the Frog, or is All that? All right, we'll take that right. Naveen,
2: boom. <laughs> uh, and then an A, we need an A. Uh, oh yeah, the Astro Blasters. Why don't you say Alice in Wonderland? No one's gotten to that yet. Uh, no, I'll leave that off the board. Okay.
5: Wow.
0: Awesome Wonderland. Cool. Uh, and Brendan, just for clarification, had you been to Disneyland before you met this family or?
2: No, mm, no.
5: He got sucked. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know why you're saying it like that. Yeah, Almost I, like you regret the decision. Uh, <laughs> I really felt like I should justify that answer in some way, but it's just as simple as no.
0: <laughs> had you been to Disney World?
2: no i've never been to any D- disney affiliated theme park of any kind nor yeah. cruise or the like but i've watched many films and television programs were you
0: a, were you a disney fan before you met rachel
2: was a disney fan but i grew up as a cartoon network kid uh, over disney channel so it's it's really uh i'm, I'm being converted
1: Yeah. But when we first started dating, one of the first like little things that we did was it was like during March Madness. So those little like brackets for all the, all different fandoms were like making their rounds across the web. And so like after our like first or second date or something, we both filled out a Disney movie bracket and then spent like a whole date discussing our brackets and who was right and who was wrong wow
2: yeah there were some a pre- pretty egregious errors in your bracket I will say
1: <laughs> I don't think we have time to get into that here today but yeah, maybe you, another episode yeah, do you guys
3: have deleted scenes or <laughs>
1: um okay so
0: let's do I guess let's do first memories of Disneyland Uncle Jerry let's start with you since you have already kind of alluded
4: to your means um uh it, our whole family used to watch walt disney's tv programs uh and so we my folks started making plans to go to disneyland when it opened in 1955 and we finally made it in 1958 when i was 12 years old we camped all the way down the coast of california because we were saving all of our money for disneyland And um, so we were there uh, in um, August of 1958, three years after the park opened. Um, And uh, uh, the first thing, what I remember then, especially compared to now was there were no trees. I mean, there were saplings, but this was in the days when developers and Walt was no different. Uh, It was an orange grove. 85 acres, it was an orange grove, and they just came and cleared it out, and they just leveled it off, and so all of the trees that are now at Disneyland are trees that were planted, there are no native trees in the park, Um, I mean, no.
3: There is one tree that they left from the original property Oh, that's between Indiana Jones and the Jungle Cruise. There is one, there's one tree left,
4: Uh, so what I remember in 1958 was, I mean, it just, it was there was nothing very tall. The tallest thing in the park, taller than Sleeping Beauty's castle was the rocket to the moon ride, which was over by where Star Wars or where um, Space Mountain is now and But those are the two things that kind of stuck out the Matterhorn came later and other rides, but what I remember is that there was hardly any there are any trees it was you were just baking in the sunshine all day long. And the other thing, the biggest hassle we had as a family, it was we were five of us, my two sisters and my folks and I was, those were in the days of ticket books. And every ride was assigned A, B. In, in 1958, there were only three categories, A, B, and C. They added D a little later and then E's later on after that. But um, so we had these, it was a buck to get in. Admission Ooh. was a dollar. Wow. And then you had to buy a ticket book. And, uh, well, the first time we went, it was eight tickets to a book. And the books were like two bucks. So you got eight rides for two bucks, but each ride had a different rating. So you had to be really careful about how you spent your tickets because you only had eight and, um, Um, So I I remember the biggest fights being over the C tickets and trying to figure out what to do with the A tickets, because, I mean, they were good to ride a, a carriage up and down Main Street, actually only one way. But there were very few A things, a lot of Bs and Cs, so it was really tricky figuring out how to spend your tickets. That's what I remember most. From that first visit.
0: And then and did you go often after that as a kid or was it later on when you had Luke and Rachel?
4: Uh, the next time I went was in 1963. Uh, we did the same thing. We camped down the coast and uh, ended up at Disneyland. That was the summer before my senior year in high school. Um, so, um, I didn't get back to Disneyland again after 1963 until 1968 when I moved to California to go to seminary. And then I started going all the time once I lived in California. I was, I'd go several times a year.
0: What is the attraction to Disneyland? Because to me, I, I'm a roller coaster person. So I don't, I don't quite get the hype of, of Disney, of either the world or the land. Um, what, what, what is, what is
1: the attraction?
2: Are you asking me?
1: Uh, Any of you? Brennan has his hand raised.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I, for me, it's really the difference between the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which is admittedly not in Disneyland, but it is in the connected California Adventure Park, um, versus, um, the the pit that was at Kennywood which is the, the same exact ride where you just go up and then you come back down but in the pit it's just a yellow and black painted structure and you're just hanging out and you can just see the park in the distance and everything whereas in Guardians of the Galaxy there's all sorts of lcd television screens surrounding you that are f- uh, immersing you in the experience that you are suddenly transported You are in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy's universe. You're at the Collector. There's a storyline to to what you're doing. You're helping the heroes save the day. And as you're going up and down, there's a story that's progressing instead of just the simple thrill-seeking. So it's really a different experience entirely than a normal amusement park.
1: Yeah, like every ride is Themed and has a story you're going through. So I think that aspect just adds a sense of um, nostalgia and wonder that you don't necessarily get at other theme parks. I do think that there is like a huge element of, you know, if you go to the Disney parks as a kid, you're going to love going as an adult as well, just because there is that nostalgia to it. Um, but I think the attention to detail throughout the parks is just really what sets them apart from other theme parks, even though the rides maybe are not as like thrilling, let's say.
3: That being said, though, they do have the Indiana Jones ride, which is the greatest ride ever made. (laughs) No comment.
0: What is that ride, Luke?
3: So it's called Indiana Jones and the uh, Temple of the Forbidden <laughs> Eye, and so it's also got the best line, like, this is a weird thing to say, the, uh, the best line to wait in, like, anywhere, because it's also, like, an emer—oh, yeah.
0: Like, like, it, like a script, line in a script. No. That's what I thought like at first, I too. The waiting for the ride. Is a great experience.
3: Yeah, because it's like going through an Indiana Jones-style archaeological-like site. Temple. Temple-like adventure and stuff. Like there's you know spikes coming out of the ceiling and floor. There's uh, things that uh, if you step on, something bad will happen. And a bunch of other just like interactive things just along the way before you even get to the ride. And then the ride is just like going through an Indiana Jones car chase in a Jeep. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, that's true of a lot of rides at Disneyland is as soon as you like step foot in the line of the ride, you're already in the story and like in some ways you're already on the, on the ride, even when you're just waiting in line. Um, that's not necessarily true for some of the older rides, just because there's not as much space, but nowadays I think whenever they're working on creating new rides, that is something that they intentionally try to do, is make your wait <laughs> as enjoyable as possible.
4: I think one of, one of the, uh, Indiana Jones is probably the best example, but if you consider the two parks together, uh, soaring Over the World, which also, which used to be soaring over California, simulated hang glider thing, the weight for that is unbelievable. You walk down this corridor, it's like you're in an airplane hangar, uh, but it's got the history of aviation along both walls, and it, it, there's just so much cool information there about the Pioneering flyers and then down to the, the ride.
3: But the best part of that is that the safety video for the ride is done by Patrick Warburton and he is a national treasure.
2: He's not Nicolas Cage.
3: Is I he? said hey, Nicholas, or is a, national, a treasure, not treasure. The <laughs> national treasure. Is
4: that the voice <laughs> of Kronk?
3: Yes. Kronk does the safety video for a ride and it's amazing.
4: He was also in the original series of The Tick. Yes. And he, was, he
3: he played Putty
4: on Seinfeld, Seinfeld. Elaine's boyfriend. So. Well,
0: now I think I'm Team Disneyland. If you had just <laughs> led with that, I think. I love Tom. He's just the best.
3: Well, we didn't know that this was a ride-or-die Patrick Warburton family. <laughs> <laughs> now we do.
0: Uh, ride-or-die Emperor's New Groove, for sure. Fair enough. So how old were Luke and Rachel when y'all went for the first time? We don't know when Aunt okay. went for the
3: first time. Maybe,
5: did you go without the twins first? No.
3: no. <laughs>
5: well, Why actually, on earth would she? Actually, I I went to Disney World when I was living in Atlanta as a young adult. Our church singles group took a trip, to a camping trip to Disney World. So that was my first Disney experience. Did and you like then, it? Well, it was okay. I mean, the park, I don't even remember much about it, but, but it was fun being with the group.
1: Did but you meet any eligible bachelors <laughs> in this singles group? Any um, romantic moments under the fireworks? This is Mark? all
4: going to be edited Not, out, right? <laughs> Not on that trip. I mean certainly qualified. <laughs> I mean, no, I
5: don't, I don't think so.
0: I just, if if I have any former young adults from Memphis listening to this, uh, I'm sorry that I never took you to Disney World. I didn't know that
4: that some churches were doing that. Luke Luke and Rachel's first trip to Disneyland was when they were nine years old. Just just before they turned 10. And we we all went. The General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church that summer was in Long Beach. And we went out a couple of days early and spent a couple of days at Disneyland before the General Assembly started.
1: Yeah, I feel like I also have heard in the past from this is they intentionally did not take us to Disneyland until we were old enough that we could like last a day without having a breakdown slash we didn't need like, Um, strollers or anything like that, which I think is really smart because now that we're going as like a family of adults and you look around and see all of these parents struggling with these tiny kids who aren't even going to remember that their parents spent like $400 to take them for Disneyland. I think that our parents did it the right way and waited so that we could, we have memories of every single trip we've taken since then. Plus, well, uh, so little kids aren't big enough to go
4: on all the cool rides. Yeah,
3: and strollers just get in the way yeah. of everything.
4: Do you want to hear a cautionary tale
0: of bringing a younger person to Disney? Um, we took Natalie when she was like six, seven, and oh, no, I was in the second. Am I not helpful? Okay, yeah. okay. She was in the second grade, and we went to go ride the Rock and Roller Coaster. And we waited in the long line, which was not enjoyable. Um, And then that ride starts off with a fast launch. And so we got all the way up to the front, and Natalie saw that first launch. And she was like, nope, can't do it. And so we had to get out of the line. Um, So I would agree that it's good to wait until they're older. All of you
4: got out of the line? It
0: was just Natalie and me. I think our parents went to go ride the Tower of Terror without us. (laughs) Also, to be fair, the day before, I think, was when I rode my first roller coaster ever, which was Space Mountain. Um, So I was new to the world of roller coasters in the first place. Um, I had little agency in that decision, I'm sure. So um, it's it's y'all's fault. It's not mine. Yeah, I guess we couldn't have, like, tied you up to a tree or something while we all rode, rode our separate rides. So I guess that's fair.
5: Yeah, actually... General, there was a General Assembly in Orlando when Luke and Rachel were two, maybe? Two 1993, three, two yeah. Two years yeah. old. So we, we debated about taking them to Disney World since we were there, but decided against it probably for the best.
1: Yeah. And also, Dad has strong allegiance to Disneyland, California, seeing as how he grew up going there. For me Disney World
4: doesn't count. I have, I have no, I have no interest in going to Disney World. you I've never been? Never been and I don't intend to. Okay. I, I just, you know, I've grown up with Disneyland and that's, that's it for me, so.
1: I also have never been to Disney World, but Luke and Mom have.
0: So if the two of you have done both of them, if, how would you describe to somebody the difference between the two if there is a difference
3: yeah there is so disney world obviously is just like huger more huge i realize now that huger not a word uh but so if you just look at like you know the difference between disneyland park and then the magic kingdom of disney world that's just a disneyland on crack like everything is basically the same just much bigger and then you've got you know all the other parks which you know are just you know uh different in their own right because you know animal kingdom is basically a zoo hollywood studios is a modified i guess version you'd say of a california adventure and then there are the other ones that oh yeah epcot that all that old chestnut which i didn't even go to when i went but yeah so just the differences everything is just uh grander and less intimate at Disney World.
1: Yeah, one of my good friends Emily, who grew up going to Disney World, not Disneyland, but then went to Disneyland later in adulthood, she described it as Disney World is just a lot more touristy. Like the people who are going to Disney World have like flown there, are like spending the week, you know, it's all people from out of town. Disneyland, because it's smaller, like a little quainter, is more local. Like you have a lot more people who just like live in the area and are like, Annual pass holders, as opposed to everyone at Disney World being from all over the place.
3: What is cool about Disney World, though, is to get to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, one of the ways you can get in is uh, by taking like a steamship across this lake, and so you're just like on this ship going across the lake, and then suddenly you see the you know castle and all that stuff just you know come out of the distance. Or you can take a train, but that's not as cool. That is cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, I mean, if you're into things like boats, then, you know, that's definitely a plus. But
1: Disney World's the way to go. Yeah, but,
3: but if you don't care about boats, then uh, it doesn't matter. Disneyland.
1: It's a good litmus test.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: Uncle Jerry? For me, I think it's, I, what I fear about Disney World is it's going to be so big if I went, that it would be so big that I would lose kind of the immersive Experience of it. I just looked it up. Disneyland is 85 acres. Uh, Disney World is 125,000 acres, Whoa. of which 107 is the Magic Kingdom. Wow. So you're more, you know, you, it's better to compare the Magic Kingdom to Disneyland because Disney World is always it. But it's still. Uh, the Magic Kingdom is way bigger uh, than Disneyland. That's crazy.
1: Cool. Yeah. And you can hit, you can get like every ride within like a day or two at Disneyland. Disney World, like you, if you want to like go see everything, you need like a week.
3: Yeah.
5: One thing I like about Disneyland is that you can just walk, you can stay at a motel just a couple blocks away, walk across the street and you're there and you can just walk all over the whole thing. It's, it's, so, it's much more manageable. Accessible. Uh, plus you have to think about the climate in Orlando, the humidity and yucky, I mean, it's pleasanter mm-hmm. in California. Although the last time we were there, it did rain quite a bit, which was mm-hmm. not fun.
0: And the coronavirus was yeah virus. You know. Do you all want to talk about your last visit
1: to Disneyland, your most recent one? Yeah. So we went to Disneyland this year, um, March 11th through the 13th, I think it was. And the last day we were there was the last day Disneyland was open before it closed due to coronavirus. And you wouldn't have even known there was even anything to be worried about if you were in Disneyland. There were still so many people. It's crazy to think about now, too, because no one was wearing masks. It. And then we got back home, and it was like we were in a completely different world. It was wild.
4: Yeah, we were there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And on Thursday, they started making regular announcements over the public address system throughout the whole park, that Disneyland was closing uh, after Friday night, that beginning Saturday, it was going to be closed. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell that it made any difference to the people that were there. Just, right, we're already here. So what do we care? And, and um, uh, but it ju- it just, Uh, it was the first time for us that it registered that the coronavirus was a very very big deal because we'd spent the previous 10 days in mexico in cabo san lucas and it wasn't it wasn't even a blip on the radar in mexico that early Um, and it was before any of the states had taken any kind of action or anything but california was beginning to and that's uh, Disneyland closed immediately. They were one of the first things in in uh, Cal- in the state of California to close. So um, as soon as they were as soon as they became aware of how severe it was, they shut down the park immediately. But I, I think I don't think most of the people that were there were aware. We weren't. I mean we'd been ten days in Mexico and hadn't heard boo about except for the headbands they were selling on the beach. But, we, there was. Were,
5: we were starting to get notifications on our phones about, oh, basketball is going to be canceled and all these things getting canceled. We were starting to, but toward the end of that time. Yeah.
2: I do want to say there were – Disneyland did start setting up a bunch of, like, hand si- sanitizer uh, stands um, everywhere outside of all the bathrooms and whatnot. And then uh, Saturday when we left, um, that's when the toilet paper scare uh, (laughs) really started happening. Um, So we raided all of the rolls of toilet paper in the hotel and stole them uh, so that we would have toilet paper when we returned.
5: Speak for yourself, I didn't steal any.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah,
1: we stole your toilet paper.
2: (laughs) Yeah, one of the
3: most ominous things was that like the exact same time one day at Disneyland, everyone in the park, looks at their phone to get the same notification that on Saturday Disneyland is closed indefinitely. Yeah,
1: yeah cause you use, they, there's like a Disneyland app and through the app you can make reservations for rides and like see wait times and like all of that. And you can have your ticket on your phone so you just like scan your, your phone when you go through. So yeah, at some point during the day, like we all just like looked at our phones and we're like, oh crap. parks closing and it worked out for us because we were only supposed to be there for those days but i did like take a moment to think about all the folks who were you know scheduled to arrive on friday and now finding out like oh disneyland is closed our vacation is done
4: People that bought three day tickets beginning friday
1: yeah
4: so they lost saturday and sunday
5: and all and all the people that work there i mean they're just thousands of employees that were going to be not going to work for a while.
0: Yeah, because it's still closed, but Disney World opened. Is that just a difference in governors? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I believe the state of California, Disneyland submitted a reopening plan, but right as numbers were starting to surge, as states started to like reopen things up, so the California government never approved their reopening plan, essentially, I believe is what happened. Um, but I have heard, because you know I of course follow a lot of um, Disneyland uh, Instagram accounts, so my Instagram sources are saying that uh, reopening could be imminent. Really? But take that with a grain of salt as I did procure this information from Instagram Disney fan accounts.
5: Well, tell, tell them about your plans to, for your birthday and how that got changed.
1: Yeah, so Brennan and I decided that we really wanted to go to Disneyland for my birthday, which was two weeks ago. I should say our birthday. You should whatever. Um, And so then, of course, we were like, well, of course, Luke and dad at the least have to come. We know mom's not interested. We will let her decide what she wants to do. So we bought plane tickets. We booked a hotel. We were like, let's not buy tickets for Disneyland yet. We don't know what's going to happen. This was back in like still like March or April or something like that. We were like, surely, surely things will be back to normal. Everything will be great, good to go, end of August. And clearly, that did not happen. So we had to can it was on Southwest. So we got like points back for it or whatever. We got a refund. We didn't have to pay for the hotel in We didn't in advance. have to pay for the hotel. Yeah. Thank
4: you, Howard Johnson's. Yeah.
5: But being the Disney fanatics that you are, tell them about your birthday present.
1: Yes. So then when we discovered that, you know, we weren't going to be able to go, um, we just, we had to figure out a plan to do, uh, Disneyland at home. So Brennan being the wonderful fiance that he is got me a VR headset system for my birthday and it's compatible with YouTube and there are all these other you know crazy Disneyland people out there who will go and take like 360 degree um, videos of like rides just like walking around and what have you so we basically spent like my entire birthday with this our entire birthday with this VR headset, just like doing these like virtual walkthroughs of like rides and Main Street and all that stuff. And then um, I made gumbo because gumbo is a food staple at Disneyland. Turned out excellent, if I do say so myself. If anyone needs the recipe, just let me know. Um, And Brennan made homemade Mickey shaped beignets which were so tasty. So we managed to recreate Disneyland as best we could in our apartment safely for coronavirus.
4: I tried to stand up to watch the 360 Matterhorn ride, and had to sit down almost immediately because I would have fallen right over. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just. Is that real? Those VR headsets are amazing. And I thought, oh, I'll just stand up and watch this. <laughs> I had to sit down real fast.
1: Mom gave it a try and she had to like brace the wall to keep herself from. And you didn't film
5: that? I didn't, I don't <laughs> look at Disney though. I looked at some Cabo videos that weren't very good. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. <laughs> no love for the headset
0: from mom. <laughs> no. So we, we do have a question that is for Aunt Eva. Um, There are different areas in Disneyland, and we would like for you to describe the Star Wars portion of
5: Disneyland. Uh, The Star Wars. That's the new part, right? Yeah. The new part that just opened? That's right. Star Wars Land. Yeah. I have never been so cold in my life. It was a rainy, (laughs) cold day, and they were off riding one of these Star Wars rides, and I had to wait like 45 minutes for them. There was no place to get out, get completely out of the rain or where it was warm. There was people everywhere, so I don't have very good memory. I mean, it's, it's pretty, I don't know how to describe it. If you've seen Star Wars, it looks like Star Wars. And there's the little guys walking around, whatever they are. He walks. He walks. Yeah, stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's definitely an immersive experience. But it wasn't, it's not my favorite part of the park.
3: I have a photo collection of Mom looking so unhappy, and it's my favorite photo album of all time.
0: Yeah, if we could have uh, permission, we would like to maybe use one of those pictures. Uh,
3: Absolutely, use any of them. Use all of them.
5: Use a picture in a podcast on on
0: social
1: media to promote. To promote. Yeah, oh.
3: listeners, can you hear this picture? <laughs> can you hear the disappointment and the wanting to go home?
0: I will say though that Natalie and I have not seen Star Wars, and we would probably have the same reaction uh
3: Star Wars, the next podcast.
0: I just really we really enjoyed watching uh flipping through that photo album um when y'all uploaded it. Because <laughs> it probably would have been our experience too, I think.
5: You haven't seen the movies or the
0: we've Anyone? seen the one with Jar Jar Binks, which is never a popular thing to say. Um but that's the one we've seen. Yeah. Oh no I saw one with you guys when you came to Durham. Um um, I don't know, things happened in it. I think it was, did we see Star Wars?
3: Ace things. The, uh,
0: We did. Yes, because it was the first time I realized that stormtroopers were actually people. I thought they were robots. Um, I honestly
1: thought that for a long time, too. Also took me a really long time to figure out that they're the baddies. <laughs> yeah.
3: Why did it take you that long?
1: Never seen the movies until recently.
4: I thought the whole landscape of Star Wars Land was um, um, really faithful to the movies. I mean, it was like walking straight onto the movie set, uh, complete with a full-size replica of the Millennium Falcon, and, and uh, the two rides in there are really great. Uh, both of them are good, very different, but both of them are great, and I thought they did a heck of a job of recreating Star Wars land in the park as opposed to on the screen.
1: I think that that's another thing that sets the Disney parks uh, apart from other theme parks is just the technology that they use for these rides is just like worlds beyond what any other theme park is, is doing. Like their Imagineering department is just ridiculous with the things that they come up with and the technology that they use to create these rides is, is insane.
4: Above and beyond the technology that's required just to make the ride do what it does. Just mm-hmm. the, the whole ambiance around the rides are just incredible.
1: Yeah, like they're making you feel like it's not a ride, it's a experience that you are going through. Like the newer rides they have, there isn't even a track. You're just like in a free moving vehicle and you have no concept of where you're going to be going next because there's no track on the ground.
2: There's a reason places like Six Flags have engineers and Disney has Imagineers. And (laughs) you can really tell the difference. Yep. Good point.
0: Good point. <laughs> um, do y'all have any like um, family traditions um, for when yeah. you visit Disneyland?
4: The first stop has to be Peter Pan.
1: We always ride Peter Pan's flight first. We
4: always ride Peter Pan first, which must be a family tradition for lots of families because we get there before the park is open. We make a beeline for Peter Pan and there's still a 45 minute line. You just can't avoid it.
1: I think that's also the tradition that Brennan hates the most because Those rides are for small children and are pretty boring, but at least Peter Pan, you're in a flying pirate ship. There's a little drop at the end, so you get a little thrill in. Rather than on a track, you're on an overhead cable.
5: Yeah.
1: I like these
5: rides better than the roller coasters. I don't ride the roller coasters.
4: I think the cicadas
5: are pretty bad where you guys are.
4: Yes, they are. Can you hear those, too? Yeah, pretty badly. It's going to be a great soundtrack.
5: Doesn't it add some ambiance?
3: (laughs) Not for a (laughs) podcast, it doesn't.
1: Are there a lot of cicadas at Disneyland?
3: Almost none.
5: Okay,
2: then
1: no I don't think that I have- don't know how they do it, but I don't know if I've ever even seen a bug in there.
2: They, any living animal or bug they uh, find, kill and replace with an animatronic double um, to make sure that no living creatures exist in Disneyland besides the visitors.
1: Except that's not true because they do have feral cats that they let loose in the park at nighttime to eat the rats. That was one of our questions. Have you ever seen any of the feral cats? No, But there are ducks that wander about. And there was one time where some bird almost flew directly into me and it was very startling. Oh, here's another funny story. One year we went, when we were still in like high school or something, we were there when they were premiering the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie and they were having the premiere of the movie at Disneyland. So like the whole time we were there they were busy like setting up like all of these like bleacher seats and like this giant screen like right outside the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and then the day we they actually did the premiere I believe we saw a few celebrities like we saw Lisa Kudrow off in the distance. I remember this clearly also once we walked past blake lively and her children in disneyland and we also saw billy lord is that right was it billy lord
2: i'm I pretty sure that
1: is uh carrie fisher's daughter
2: yeah star wars adjacent come huh. on Luke.
1: Hello, <laughs> santo yeah
5: but we did not see johnny Depp.
1: no were you hoping for that he does sometimes go and like hang out in the pirates of the caribbean rides pretending to be the animatronic version of himself and there are videos where he's just like there and the boats go by and he's like hey everybody i'm johnny depp
3: i don't think he actually says that because he's not allowed to
4: at the end of the ride i don't know is there pirates of the caribbean in disney world yes you go up an incline and off to the side there's a little cave cut out and there's Johnny or there's uh, Jack Sparrow sitting there in a chair surrounded by plunder. And uh, that's where Johnny Depp used to hang out. They'd take the animatronic Jack Sparrow out of that chair and you'd start up at the end of the ride and you'd look over and there's Johnny Depp sitting there.
1: Most people probably didn't realize it was real Johnny they might not have yeah I think when Pirates of the Caribbean like seven came out or whatever they had a whole like marketing thing where he did go in the ride and people knew it was him and it was this whole to-do but
4: they did not do that with Eddie Murphy and the Haunted Mansion one no they don't is that a movie Eddie Murphy starred in the movie version of the Haunted Mansion ride and they did, they did none of the same thing for Eddie Murphy that they
2: did for Johnny Depp.
0: Well, that's just not right.
2: Well, the movie bombed.
1: (laughs) Oh, then that makes sense. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Johnny Depp got an Oscar nomination for being Jack Sparrow.
1: Which is crazy to think about. Eddie
2: Murphy got a divorce, so.
1: I've
4: been re-watching the Pirates movies this week.
1: In preparation for this
0: podcast? Yeah, no, just
4: <laughs> something to watch. Uh,
0: Natalie, do you have any other questions? I have some um, some trivia questions about Disneyland. Yes. Ooh.
5: Oh, they'll okay. they'll ace that part. Youngest to,
0: to oldest, or oldest to youngest? Although you guys, Luke and Rachel, you know which one's older, I'm sure. Okay, I don't remember. Sorry,
5: Rachel, Rachel's the older. That's okay.
1: I knew it wasn't Brennan. So
5: <laughs> halfway
1: there. Brennan's the youngest of us.
0: Okay. Do you want to go? You want to start with Brennan and go up to Uncle Jerry or the opposite? Yeah, let's do it. No pressure. Okay. Behind which ride is there a pet cemetery? You got it.
2: Haunted <laughs> Mansion.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Who's next?
2: Ying, guess, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Um, which ride? Um, at some point, maybe still has um, a basketball court above it. That, Matter- um, that, a, what?
2: Matterhorn. Oh,
0: okay. I explain
2: it's more. beside it, not above it.
0: It's beside it?
2: Inside.
0: Inside. Yeah, because okay.
2: Matterhorn's a mountain, right? Yeah. So they had the basketball court inside the ride for the workers who were working on the ride to play and relax when they were done, uh, like working for the day. What he said.
0: Can you see it? No no. no, no. Okay.
2: It's enclosed.
0: Gotcha. Um, how many times in history, which this needs to be updated, has Disneyland closed?
1: I think just once for coronavirus. No? no. Oh. Sh-
2: you got to think every night. No.
0: no.
1: I think your dad has some some knowledge on this. I can't imagine that they've closed more than one other time. I think so five
0: like or six. Think okay. Think of other like national. September 11th. Did they close for yeah. September 11th?
4: Yes. Okay. Okay. That's the only other one I'm aware
0: of. Um, so they closed for. They closed four times now. Mm-hmm. Um, the National Day of Mourning for John F. Kennedy. Um, the Northridge earthquake in '94. Oh yeah and 9-11, and coronavirus. Wow, that is crazy. And Evo, um, in Disneyland, what does code V mean? V as in Victor.
5: Uh, You successfully completed a ride.
0: It's something that employees might
1: um, use with each other as they do their jobs. Like, oh, we got a code V over there in New Orleans Square. Somebody get on it.
5: Uh, Somebody dropped a paper cup.
1: (laughs) You're
3: trending in the right direction.
1: (laughs) Think of something even worse than littering that needs to be cleaned up. Oh,
3: Something that maybe or maybe doesn't start with a V
1: that kids do a lot, inexplicably and for no reason. Because
3: they're germ factories. Well, it's venom. No, it isn't. Grew up. Vomit. A vomit. Oh,
5: vomit. V. v. yeah. <laughs> OK. Yeah, and even,
0: you could have had code V when you were introducing yourself. Yeah,
5: now, <laughs> yeah. now, now Your letters. I have, now I have a V word. <laughs>
0: Um, Uncle Jerry, um, Disneyland originally opened with 18 attractions, how many of them are still around? Nine? 14.
4: Really, 14 of the 18? Wow.
0: As of, well, as of 2015, which I imagine some of that might have changed. Yeah, that might
4: be true. Some of them have been renamed.
0: Well, okay, here's a bonus. What ride is older than the actual theme park?
1: I know. Rachel. King Arthur's Carousel. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: Um, It was built in 1922. Um, One more fun fact is that the Sleeping Beauty Castle is the only Disney Park castle that has a functioning drawbridge. Mm. But it's only been used twice. On opening day. And 9-11. There
5: we go.
0: No. Um, no opening day and the remodeling of fantasy land
2: okay 9 just... remodeling of <laughs> fantasy land very similar
0: potato, potato. <laughs> uh i have some history that some of you might know some of you might not know um this is just for our listeners in general uh Disneyland is the first of two theme parks built at Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, and it opened on July 17, 1955, and it is the only theme park designed and built to completion under the direct supervision of Walt Disney. Um, Do y'all want to guess how many, this is according to a 2005 report, how many jobs are supported by the Disneyland Resort? 50,000. 50? Yeah. Close. Higher. 60. Closer, but higher.
5: 75.
1: 65,700 jobs are are supported by Disneyland. I feel like I looked that up once because I was really curious about how much it costs Mm -hmm. to like operate the park for a full day, but also how much revenue the park brings in for a full day.
0: Right.
1: Because another time we were there, Google bought out Disneyland for their employees for a night. And so they were closing to the general public like two hours earlier than they normally do. And so we were like, what, what that? heck is going on here? And and so as we were leaving, all these people were streaming in with their little like wrist bracelets. And I just like went up to a couple of them was like, what are you here for? (laughs) I think I said it nicer than that. And one of the guys like turned to his friend was like, are we allowed to like say? And and he was like, I think so. And they were like, we work for Google. And I was like, okay. So that's just another little interesting tidbit. And so then I was like, how much are they, like, losing, how much would it cost Google yeah. to have Disneyland close early so that their employees could enjoy it solo?
0: Well, I think, like, in Dis- at Disney World, um, like, high school seniors, that's their, like, project graduation, is yeah. that they, they opened Disney World that night to promote, like, a sober graduation night, um, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. We had to go to the Marriott in Durham, and it was not as cool as Disney World, yeah. um,
5: but.
4: We were there a couple of years ago when we were there. We were there at high school graduation time, and we were fighting off groups of high the whole time we were there.
0: <laughs> it sounds horrible. It was <laughs> not fun. Um. Some more Disney history. Uh, when, D- when Walt Disney was designing Disneyland, he had a lot of influences, um, but there is a possible Chicago connection um, for Luke and Rachel and Brennan um, that he may have been influenced by his father's memories of the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893 in Chicago. His dad worked on that. Um, and the Midway Plaisance which is still a place in Chicago now, mid, Midway something, the airport? No. At uh, the airport. Um, mm, uh, there, was a, there was a Midway at the park, and, or at the World's Fair, and that included a set of attractions representing various countries around the world, um, and various periods of man and history, and it had the Ferris wheel and a sky ride and a passenger train that circled the perimeter and a Wild West show. And so they think that maybe there was a little bit of that um, influence. Um, when they started to dream up Disneyland, there was, there was trouble with funding. And so Disney, and this is kind of what Uncle Jerry was mentioning earlier, um, Disney teamed up with ABC and started to create a show called Disneyland, which is now like the wonderful world of Disney. And um, ABC teamed up with Disneyland and helped fund Disney um, to help finance the
4: park that way. Um, here's I a... watched that show every night, every Sunday night. It was on just before Ed Sullivan. So we'd sit down, we'd watch Disneyland, and then we'd watch Ed Sullivan. And that's how come the, my whole family got this idea let's take a summer vacation to Disneyland. Cause we'd been watching the show together every Sunday night.
0: Well, it says that at that point, ABC was then fledgling. So it seems like it was a really good partnership between the two. Like it definitely boosted ABC's ratings. um, And then because of that, Disneyland was able to open. Um, Here's a quiz. How much money did it cost to make the original Disneyland? Oh God. I
2: don't know, it's a horrible,
1: it's a hard question. I'm bad with inflation.
2: 330.
1: I I looked that up earlier today.
4: I have both numbers for you. It was in the millions, not billions. Yes.
5: Even back then?
0: Yeah. 17 million back then, which is, the 2018 equivalent is $129 million to create. Um, And US Route 101, which became Interstate 5, was under construction at the time north of Disneyland. And in preparation for the traffic that Disneyland would bring in, they decided to add two more lanes to the freeway um, in anticipation of how popular Disneyland would be. Wow. Uh, And then opening day is really interesting to me. So there's two different opening days. There's the 17th, which was like the media day. And then there's the... which. Um, what I was reading was that of the like 28,000 tickets that were sold or 28,000 people that attended, I think half of them were people who were invited and the other half were people who had fake tickets that had been scalped or people who had hopped the fence to get in. Um, yeah. And then on the 18th, that was the day that it was open to the public. And I'm just going to read this paragraph from Wikipedia because it, I think it's very different from your experience at Disneyland. <laughs> Traffic was delayed on the two-lane Harbor Boulevard. Famous figures who were scheduled to show up every two hours showed up all at once. The temperature was an unusually high 101 degrees, and because of a local plumber's strike, Disney was given a choice of having working drinking fountains or running toilets. He chose the latter, leaving many drinking fountains dry. This generated negative publicity since Pepsi sponsored the park's opening, Disappointed guests believed the inoperable fountains were a cynical way to sell soda, while other vendors ran out of food. The asphalt that had been poured that morning was soft enough for to let women's high-heeled shoes sink into it, which, can you imagine wearing high heels to Disneyland? People <laughs> used to dress up.
1: It was like an event. It was a whole to-do. Um,
4: and some, it was a disaster.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Some parents threw their children over
0: the crowd's shoulders to get them onto rides. Oh, my
3: God.
0: (laughs) Such as King Arthur's Carousel. Um, In later years, Disney and his 1955 executives referred to July 17th as Black Sunday. After the extremely negative press from the preview opening, Walt Disney invited attendees back for a private second day to experience Disneyland properly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have heard all of those stories before and it's so funny.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, even things went poorly on the first day too um, with just, well, they tried to do a live broadcast on ABC and um, it sounds like there were a lot of just like mess ups between like cutting to different cameras and like at one point, one of the, um, there were three celebrities. One was Art Linkletter, one was Ronald Reagan and the other one was somebody I'd never heard of before. Um, but that guy, the one I never heard of before, at one point the camera catches him like kissing a random Disney employee, <laughs> like making out with her, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, it sounds like probably not what Walt Disney had imagined when he first started planning for Disneyland, but it sounds like he has made up for it, uh, since then. So those are my, my fun facts about Disneyland. start. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we had a Disneyland like album. It was like two CDs of like soundtracks of all the rides, and the first track is his like opening day speech. speech. So we have that like memorized basically because we listen to that soundtrack so often. Could have asked you to just recite it.
3: We were while you were. We
1: sort of did.
0: That's great. Well, thanks for being our um, resident Disneyland experts. Oh,
1: this has been fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been so fun listening to your all's podcast. Thanks.
0: Disneyland sounds fun. I would go visit. Yeah, I would too. It sounds a little less stressful, a little less high maintenance. When I think of Disney World, I think of like how many... um, like how many like hacks there are to like like I don't want to go to a amusement park where it requires inside knowledge, yeah. like how to do the park the best. Yes, and I okay. didn't, that might be the case with Disneyland, but I just didn't get the vibe from the family that um, you need to like do tons and tons of research ahead of time to know like the best time of day to go to this one ride. Um, yeah, did you get the feeling that? you have to be a movie lover to enjoy it. Like to me, the line issue and like you're immersed in the line. um, Like to me, the one that sounded the most interesting had was the history of aviation. I was like, well, at least there's something for me to read. But like, I haven't seen a lot of those movies like the Indiana Jones movies or star Wars, or I've seen some of the Disney movies now that we're doing this project, but yeah, I just don't know that that would appeal to me as much. Yeah, I agree. Unless I have the promise of like being able to sit down on a conveyor belt that moved me through the line, I don't think I'll ever be thrilled to be in a line.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, that was kind of how I felt. But
0: but you know. I would try it. I've also just never been to California, so I guess I would I would yeah. regardless be open. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Sources. Yeah. My sources were Wikipedia. I used Wikipedia and then I used Thrill list for the trivia questions. Is it thrill list or thrillist? I mean it was a list, so I don't know. But it wasn't the thrillist. It wasn't the Thrillist list I've ever seen. But it was a good list. Yeah. Um so tune in next week to hear us talk about old yeller. Um It'll be just as filled with laughter as tonight's episode with the Van Marder, Stimson, Walsh crew. And there will definitely be a Friends reference from Sarah about Old Yeller. Have you seen that movie, Natalie? Um, No, but I think I pretended to read the book as a child. Okay. Do you have any predictions? The dog dies. Mm -hmm. Rabies, probably. Yep. There's a boy. Yep. The dog is yellow. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are all probably pretty good predictions. There might be some um, Frontier Action. Oh, do you think it'll be rated? PG for Frontier Action. FA, Frontier Action. Yeah. Have you seen it, Sarah? A long, long time ago. Um, But all of those things ring true, including the Frontier Action. Um, I don't think I remember it being that sad. Like on the Friends episode, everyone's crying. Um, but like little Timmy or whatever his name is did what he had to do. So, so there's that. No. It's no Charlotte's web is all I'm saying. Sure, sure. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So um, so you can find us on social media at Wolf Disney Pod. Um, And you can email us at wolfdisneypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if there are secrets to tackling Disneyland. Or let us know why Disney World is superior to Disneyland. Um, We're open to the possibility. Um, Yeah. Oh, We'll see you next week. See you next week with Old Yeller this has been wolf disney thanks for listening our theme song is lamb and wolf by Poddington bear see you next week
4: when i was in seminary and living in berkeley the berkeley theater had midnight movies every saturday night and the routine was um Rocky horror. Rocky horror Magical Mystery Tour and Fantasia and the whole theater was just a cloud of smoke every Saturday night and uh, um,
0: but you never went you were just observing that
4: you heard about it right <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've been told
5: yeah
4: yeah <laughs> no. Every Saturday night we went down there.